0: He actually gave to me because I like, I'm like i a kind of thinker, right? There's some of us that can do last minute. My husband can do last minute, and he thrives on that. But me, you know, I need something for like a week or two ahead of time. I just need to meditate on it and think about it as I go about my daily life. And so I said to God, God, you know me better than anyone. And so I need you to give me the topic like a couple of weeks in advance um, so that I can just have it, uh, just be a meditator and study on it and research it. And um, yeah, he gave it to me two o'clock in the morning as I was up with a child. Uh, I was like, "Are you sure you want me to speak about it? I, like, I don't know. It's not, you know, everyone's favorite topic. I said, "Yep, yeah, this is what this is what I want you to speak about." So if anyone has a problem, take it up with him up there. <laughs> <laughs> so what he wants me to speak about, and Tolson actually um, mentioned it just before, and it's awesome because God. The topic that he's given me, it's something that I've actually been, uh, I guess, reading about ahead of, t- like, last year, this year, they had books that have talked about this topic, and I had no idea, I had no idea that I was going to be up here this morning, two a couple of weeks ago, and so I just love how he just, he gives us little pockets, like, in the background, um, and then we're able to look back in hindsight, and, ah, oh, so that's what you were up to, God. Um, so, Thompson was saying, you know, we... We come to him in full surrender. And what God has put on my heart is our favorite topic, is the spirit of submission. I <laughs> don't walk out yet. <laughs> Just bear with me. <laughs> I was actually reading before I knew I was going to preach. It um, was actually a marriage book, and you can't really talk about marriage um, without the topic of submission, every woman's favorite topic. Uh, and uh, the author, Dr. Julie Slattery, who is often on Radio Rema, focus on the family. She is a counselor, and she's also an expert on marriage and family life. And she was saying, she could get up in front of thousands of people, and she can comfortably talk about topics around sexuality. But, as soon as she talks about the topic of submission, like, it just goes so quiet, and she says she finds it the hardest to talk about that topic. And the reason being, is because society, we have defined it differently to how God actually intended it. So we're going to be talking about that this morning, about how God defines it, because in the world, so I did look at definitions uh, of how it was initially actually a military uh, term, even in Greek. So the initial uh, Greek word for that is hupotasu, excuse my pronunciation, and it's a voluntary attitude of giving in and cooperating, and the dictionary on Google, good old Dr. Doodle, Google, he defines it as the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. So we all know in military it's yes sir, yes sir, we'll do this, and you do not disobey. Um, but that's not actually how God's word defines it. So we're going to be going through that, um, through different um, stories in the Bible, this morning, so just yeah, bear with me, It's you're going to be left feeling encouraged, but also challenged in a good, healthy way, um, and I was actually laughing, because when God gave me this topic, I said, what are you sure, because I'm not naturally a very submissive person, um, so this message is just as much, my, my husband can testify to that, uh, it's been a journey for me, you know, to learn what actually it is. Uh, do you want to go to the back, please? <laughs> 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 Quiet in the <laughs> So, yeah, yeah I, I just love God has that little bit of humor. You know, I'm up here, and this message is just as much for me, and I have, I've learned a lot um, just soaking in his word and what he says about it. Uh, and in James 4, verse 7, you know, he says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because what we were talking about this morning, you know, we're fighting those principalities, and through submitting ourselves to God, we can resist the devil. Now, actually, linked in, and this is probably another topic that um, I'm working on myself, is linked into submission is humility. And what better person to show us what that looks like than Jesus? I mean, you think about... Jesus, like, I've really been wrapping my head around this. He's God. He is part of the Trinity, and he's God. He came to earth in human form. So he could have, he actually has the right to come as this noble king, you know, dressed in all his fine crown. He could have had a castle, you know, a palace. You know, he, out of any of us, has that right because he is king of kings. But he chose to be born in a stable. Like, <laughs> what? You know, he submitted, showed that spirit of submission through his humility. You know, he even had human parents and he chose to obey them. You know, his father is God, but he chose to humble himself as God and obey his parents. His earthly job was a carpenter. And back in those days, carpenter wasn't, you know, like it was kind of like a low a low job. It wasn't like you were the one of those high kind of really impressive jobs. He was baptized by John, by someone else, right? Mm. Like, he could have just baptized himself, like, he's God. But he humbled himself and was baptized by John. He paid taxes. Because then he goes on to say, um, you know, submit to our authority. And he showed us how he didn't have to pay taxes, but he did. To show us, And he put people around him, the disciples. I recently learned, we actually um, were the, leading the youth for the last few years. And uh, I learned while I was doing a, a message for them that the disciples are mo- were most likely, apart from Peter, because he was married, so he was a little bit older in his 20s, they were actually young, yeah, youth. So we, we see, think of them as these men in beards, but they were actually these acne-awkward-covered youth and he surrounded himself around them, and they had the low jobs, you know, like the tax collectors and the fishermen. Uh, he, he could have had, like, he could friends with the Pharisees, but he chose to be friends with the disciples and to mentor them and teach them. I just think, like, it blows my mind. Like, it's just oh, so incredible. It's just to myself. For in John he says, "For I have come from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me." And even at the end, you know, because Jesus was in, he was, in, he, was in, he was in human flesh, and it got to the point, you know, he's about he's about to be crucified, which is like the worst, you know, possible death you could go through. He's Abba Father, this is his flesh; everything is possible possible for you. Take this cup from you. Then he says. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. Now, um, I'm a primary school teacher. And I've been a primary school teacher for about 12 years. I started when I was 21. I um, graduated from university straight after high school. And I, you know, when you become a teacher, you're like, right, I'm ready to get in there, get into schools. And so God got me a job that I had done my practice at. I had my first year, actually, in a school in Johnsonville. Um, and I talked there for a year, I'm like, cool, you know, I'm in here, but then I didn't, it was actually just a one-year fixed-term contract, and I didn't get the job for the next year. I was like, all right, God, this wasn't really part of my plan, what's going on? So I thought, all right, the good thing about teaching is that you can do some relieving. So i thought, okay, we'll go, I'll do some relieving. I can do it for about a year, God, so we'll do that. You know, telling God, you know, what the plan is. And, <laughs> again, practicing my submission. And... Uh, year went by and I would applied for job after job after job after job and I was getting, by the end of the year I was relieving in like about two or three schools so I was getting a lot of work um, in those schools and I built up a good rapport with those schools and it was all going well but nope, another year went by and so I'm at the end of my second year of relieving I'm like, Lord, I didn't sign up for this, like, I want to be in my own classroom and but then I just said Look, Lord, like, I've done what I can you know. I've been out there in the schools I've applied for at least 80, 90 jobs you know, I've done everything that you want me to do so I'm now I'm just going to surrender to you and he's like finally you know, <laughs> I'm just going to hand this over to you because uh, I, I can't do what you can do so I'm just going to hand it over and literally it would be like two days later I get the call. And it was one of the teachers, the head teachers from a school I had been relieving at in Wellington. And she said, The principal of our school, he's just left to go be principal in the school in up. And he's rang me and he's asking me who was our top reliever. So I put your name forward. And she goes, I Expect a call. So I literally hung up and he rang me. And he said, I'm looking for someone to have a full-time position, but just for, currently for a term, in the new entrance class at Kororua, Cannon's Creek. And I run with three schools. And it turns out he had actually run the three schools I relieved at. And he had asked, who is your top reliever? And they had all said, my name, Laura (laughs) God. And so through all of that, you know, where I couldn't see what God was doing, I was just at the end of it. He had used all that relieving, yeah, to get me to where I was going to go. And so I did that term job. It was, to this day, I mean, that was probably about 10 years ago. It's still my favorite, like, lowest tier style school you could get. My favorite teaching, my heart's teaching. Um, and then through that, I got me my next job, which I was in for four years. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't have been there if I hadn't gone through those two years of what uh, yeah, God had planned, even though I couldn't see it at the time, and it took me to fully just surrender to him, and let him have control, that he, I mean, he can act regardless, but he wants us to get to that place, that heart of submission, and just handing it over to him. And Ephesians 5, so God, you know, he actually, it's not just submission to God, he actually talks about um, submitting to, to everyone, to all kinds of people and I was actually saying to someone while I was uh, preparing this message that because uh, we know that God is so good, you know, God is trustworthy, he never fails us and he has this incredible plan, even if we cannot see it, at the time he was never going to let us down, so when I get to that point of surrender, I think I find it, me personally, you might be different I find it easier to surrender to this almighty, trustworthy God. It's actually harder to surrender to people, right? Because people are human, and they're going to let us down. Like they're learning, they're making mistakes. But yeah, God uses them. We're going to trust that uh, He's got His hand over that. But the Bible does say, "Submit to one another out of reverence," which I looked up as deep respect, deep respect for Christ. So submit to one another out of reverence. So if our deep we have deep respect for Christ, He wants us to submit to one another. And then, every woman's favorite verse. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. So I've never really thought about that last bit of that sentence because you, you kind of just. You know, I get lost in the, wives submit yourself to your own husband? Okay, we'll carry on, moving away from that scripture. <laughs> you know, but he actually he actually ends that with, as you do to the Lord. So if I'm already submitting to God, I can then, I therefore have the spirit of submission to be able to submit to my husband. And it's not how, you know, reading this book, Dr. Julie Sathery, she says, submission is not like, being nor me, can... And you're just letting someone do whatever you, they want to do, and not speaking up. No, it's actually the opposite. It's it's heavy. It's being able to convict people. It's using the power that God has given us to carry out His will and His plan, but to do it in a spirit of submission. Dr. Julie Slattery she, she says that submission is God's guidance to you for how to use your power. The spirit of submission is actually to a power. using it as power that is harnessed for a greater good, and I, oh man, God has really put the story of Esther in my heart this week, and you know, like, I've grown up in a Christian family, and I've always heard about, um, you know, Queen Esther, but I love that about the Bible, that it's so timeless that you can read it again and again, and you get these new, fresh revelations. Mm. You know, like, it's just something new. Um, and uh, reading Esther again, I'm like, wow, this is such an incredible story and an incredible woman. But also, you know, just the story itself is such a great story. It's got the heroes. It's got the villains. It's got the action it's got the romance, you know, it's got everything, it's got the climax, and I never actually thought about it, but it's got a bit of humour in there, too. Um, so it's a great story to really dive into. But got, uh, right at the start, you know, we see, and excuse my pronunciation, this Queen Vashti, right from the start, she didn't submit. You know, and people, people have actually said, oh, you know, that she had a good reason to submit, but it was actually her spirit, of, she didn't have the spirit of submission, so she wasn't able to use her power. She might have had really good intentions, right? She might have had a good point for not going to see her husband, who was currently a bit drunk at the time, and he just wanted her to come you know, show her off for her beauty, and she was like, no thank you, I'm not going. But God could have used her in a way to speak up and use her power if she had had that spirit of submission what actually happened was she lost her position of queen. She she didn't reap any benefits from being in the position that God could have put her in because she didn't have that spirit of submission. Esther comes along. She's been brought up by her cousin because her parents have passed away and she was already submitting to her cousin Mordecai. So she already had the spirit of submission before she even entered the palace. In the Bible, the, in the story, she won everyone's favor. She already had humility, and she already had that heart of submission. And if you if you really look into it, I just love how um, she spe- you know she she goes into there, and obviously she's beautiful because she's been chosen. But it says that they went around and they chose all the beautiful women, but. If you think of someone, you're not going to be easily um, attracted to someone, just even that, you know, as a friend or a colleague or a workmate who goes around and, I'm the man, I'm so beautiful, I'm so good at what I do. You know, you're, you're not going to be like, yeah, I want to hang out with that person. You want to hang out with someone who might be beautiful and who might be incredible at what they do, but they have a spirit of humility about it. And that's exactly when Esther, it says that she won the favor of everyone who saw her. Even the other the girls that she was with, the people that looked after them, uh, the, the kids, everyone. Even before she got to the king, she won the favor of everyone who saw her. She didn't only have external beauty, she had inner beauty. And I just, I mean, she had 12 months of beauty um yeah <laughs> i don't know how i would take that beauty treatments 12 months man but she still had like it says that when she went to the king she only took what she didn't need to take anything she just took what she had and and what god had already done in her heart and when it gets to it, Mordecai comes to her after he's found out the whole, yeah, you know, what's happening with Haman and there's um yeah, you know, he wants to wipe out all the Jews and she's been instructed by Mordecai, don't tell him you're a Jew. And so she submitted to that and she's just gone in there and um and been herself and so they don't know that she's from Jewish descent. And so he's pleading with her. And what I found interesting, and this I mean I can relate to this, is that the spirit of fear Got a hold of her for a second, and she's like, I can't go to the king. I've already been with him. If if I go in, as in those days, you had to actually be um, requested from the king. Like, you couldn't just say, Hey, I want to talk to you. You had to wait for him to request your presence. And she said, I'm going to, you know, I'll get my head chopped off. Like, I can't go in there. And then Mordecai convinces her and says, who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And that, that clicks with her. And I love, again, I've, I've never really thought about this, but the first thing she asks for water, Kai, she doesn't say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll go do it. Yeah, I've got this sorted. She says, go and fast for me. Go and fast for this, for what God wants, wants to do. We're going to fully surrender. We're going to fully submit to him. And we need to let go of our fleshly desires, of our fear, of whatever's going on. And we need to really fast. It's an act of full surrender in the spirit. In Romans it says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Now our flesh does not want to fast. (laughs) For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed it cannot. If Esther had just focused on her flesh. You know, we might not... The Jews might not exist today. If you live by flesh, you're not submitting to God. <laughs> because we flesh we can see. We can see all the obstacles. We can see the things. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know? Fasting doesn't feel good, you know. Not being in control, it doesn't feel good. The way Esther speaks to the king. Is respectfully and humbly, just like Jesus came. And man, it blows me away. Like right? she is. I mean, she's an incredible role model for myself. She, when she goes into the king, she says, it, in Esther seven verse three, she says, "If I have found favor with you, your Majesty." So she's approaching him in respect in a heart and spirit of submission and if it pleases you grant me my life this is my petition and she goes on to tell him about sparing her people and she says I would have kept quiet because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. Wouldn't every husband like to be spoken to that way? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got to write these words down. <laughs> but, like, you know what like, She could have just stormed in there. But that would not have ended well. Through submission and surrender, God moves and there's benefits. You know, He has such a father heart that He wants things for us. And he's, we're able to be benefited if we just fully surrender. And and Esther was able to do what God had called her to do because she approached it humbly, respectfully, and with a spirit of submission. You know, I um, as I said, I've got three, we've got three children, and our youngest. Uh, sometimes in parenting, you think you think you got it all sorted, and then each child is just so different. And the, our youngest sh- child, Shiloh, she uh, had a lot of ear infections, which I have never, I've never personally had. None of our other two children had. Uh, and she, by 11 months old, she had had eight ear infections. And it was just one after the other after the other. And antibiotics were just not cutting it anymore. And I was over it. I was done. Um, just seeing your child in pain and ear infections, you can't see them, so you just had to always guess, okay, is it, has she got it, and go into the doctors and, and see. Um, and so by the time she had had eight, because then you have to have quite a lot to be able to get a grommet surgery, so the grommets go into your ears and uh, should stop the infections, flush it out. And so I went in and the doctor said, yes, we need to get her on the list. But she said, I'm just gonna tell you that it's a long wait list, for these grommets, and she said, you know, there's the option of going private, which is only in Palmerston North. My family live in Palmer, so I was like, okay, maybe we could go, go there. But she said it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. You know, so I left this appointment feeling so defeated. She put us on the list just there, but she, it was just discouragement after discouragement after discouragement. Like you're going to be a long time. I'm like, wow, how many more ear infections is that going to be? and I remember just getting to a point it wasn't, I didn't stop and I didn't have like a big prayer time, but I remember just saying to God, God I need you to do something and that was it, and I just carried on with the day a few hours later, like that day two hours later I get a phone call and it's from the hospital to say, hi we've just got your referral um, and we can book her in for two months time for her grommet surgery <laughs> and she was like nine months old at this time, and you know we get in there, and I didn't really understand, because you know I had never walked through this before. I didn't really understand how young she was to have the surgery. But as we were waiting for the surgery on the day, everyone, all the doctors, nurses, they looked at her. Wow, she's so young. And I realized after talking to other people that are on the waiting list. That usually you don't get it until you're about one or two or you know, less fifteen months, eighteen months or two because it takes so long. So God, God had got us, you know, that appointment. He oh. had got us into I that surgery, so. and yeah, right. <laughs> and it just it took me, you know, that fear, that discouragement. These are things that can eat you up, and they could cause you to quit. Or it can bring you to a place where you're so empty. Like, I was dumb. Like, I can't stop your infections. There was nothing I, else I could do. I just came to a full place of surrender. And I was just like, God, like, this is all you, I need you to do something. God has a plan for our lives, and surrendering to him means we set aside our plans and eagerly seek his. <sighs> So my question this morning is, are we going to be a Queen Vashti? You know, she could have had the exact same intentions as Esther to stand up for what she believed in. Or are we going to be an Esther? Who, she, you know, she gets feisty when, we, when you're re- reading it. And she's speaking to the kids. She's like, these are my people and we need to do something. She wasn't meek. And quiet about it, or and to say, "Oh, you just do what you want." Can no, she be, well, she went in there with a conviction, but it was out of a heart of submission and respect and humility. Yeah. It could have been the same outcome for both of them, but they had two different spirits. Yeah. And Mordecai says to Esther, "Who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this?" Every person in this room, I feel like God was speaking that today. Who knows? In your workplace, wherever you are, out on the street, go to Pack and Save. That you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. But it's the spirit. We need to have spirits of just complete, full surrender to him. You know, it's funny, I, I got to the point last night. You know when you read something too many times, uh, you can start to overthink it, and I was like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to look at my message tonight. I'm just going to spend time, spend time with God, spend time soaking Him in. And uh, the verse for today was actually from Hebrews 13, and uh, Bradley was just reading from Hebrews 12. And, um, so I started reading just the verse for today. And as I read, and I felt God say, "Open the full chapter." You know, on new version, you see the verse, and you can open the full chapter. And It was from Hebrews 13. And uh, as I was reading, <laughs> I got to verse 17. It says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. i <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I got your hint <laughs> Because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. And yeah. this was not... That scripture was not part of my message. (laughs) I was just spending time with God, and he really, I was like, man, you know, it's not a spirit of submission. You know, the world sees submission, and it's for the person in authority, but God's saying it's actually for us. You know, it's for that we would be, it would be of no benefit if our authority, those in authority, our leaders, you know, if you've got a boss who's just grumpy all the time, that's of no benefit to you. But if they have, if they work, if they do it in joy, then that's actually benefiting you. If we have a spirit of submission and surrender and humility and respect, you know, God with his father heart, he uses that to benefit us, to benefit the church. Because you know, he says the church is to submit to God. So I didn't, didn't feel to um, do an article this morning, but what I really felt was just to for you to really just soak in him and what he is saying to you this morning because he says something different. You know, he's it's his words this morning, but for each of you it's going to be a different revelation. Uh, some people, I know that I have people in my life that they find submission quite easy. <laughs> for others, others of us, it's it's hard. It's something that we We've got to uh, learn and, um, and, f- and bring us to a point of full surrender because only God can do that. <sighs> so thank you, Father. Oh, man, you're just such a loving, good God, and you just want what's best for us. and our spirit and to lead us as a church and as individuals to a place of submission. <sighs> a place of submission to you, to our leaders, <sighs> to everyone around us, oh God, that we will be able to just humbly love one another and bring glory to your name.